you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. has been a ministry in song tonight. Oh, the presence of the Lord is in the room. He's here right now. Why don't you just lift a hand toward him? Not for my sake, just for yours. Just surrender to him right now. He's in this house. He is in this house. Everything has been excellent. The AVL musicians, they're going to come back and sing again at the conclusion. I just want to take a few minutes tonight. I told you I would do that this morning, and I told somebody I needed to apologize. I went longer than I intended to go this morning. I'll try just to be brief with my comments. Isaiah chapter 9, I referenced this morning and. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to go back there, but I'm going to draw different conclusions tonight than this morning. Isaiah chapter 9, the prophet writes, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Matthew pins the words in the first chapter, beginning with the 18th verse, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make 
her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and this is what I want, the 21st verse. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. From the first prophetic utterance of the coming of Christ, some 500 plus years previous, there was something significant about the name. The prophet began to give explanations about what his name would be. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How could one be called so many things? He prophesied the attributes of what the one that was to come would become. The angel of the Lord appears and brings clarity to all that had been spoken about him and said his name shall be called Jesus. He goes on and even adds to that, his name shall be Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. There was significance about the name, and not only the name, but it was connected to the idea of the Godhead. Because both the prophet writing 500 years before his birth and the angel prophesying of his birth that would come in the next nine months, both speaks of the deity of Christ and speak of his name and speak of the Godhead. His name shall be called Jesus. It's just that simple. Newspaper ad red lost one dog. It has brown hair, several bald spots. Its right leg is broken due to an auto accident. Its left hip was hurt from a fall, it's missing its right eye, it, its left ear was bitten off in a dog fight. It answers to the name Lucky. Our names are the cornerstone of who we are. Let, let me just ask you if I can be carnal for a moment with such a thought. Would Oprah have been famous if her name had been Mabel? Would Elvis have been the king if his name had been Herbert? Our names are the cornerstone of our personality. From the creative spellings to family tributes, our names say a lot about us and the intention that our parents had when they placed the name on us. A name is the first thing we learn about a person. Before we know the person, we learn something about the name. When a couple starts talking about the possibility of parenthood, one of the first discussions is usually, well, what are you going to name that baby? They go to bookstores and offer, often 
purchase books to of baby names so they can find the perfect the perfect name to describe that bundle of joy. Something special about a name, there's often a special purpose to the name being given. It identifies and gives meaning to the person, but it also displays often the desires of the parents for that child. They're significant. What images are created when we hear names like Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, or Roosevelt? What thoughts and emotions come to your mind? Or what comes to your mind when you hear similar names like Saddam Hussein or Osama bin Laden? Equal thoughts come with different ideals and feelings and emotions that are struck by simply the name. Obviously, there is great power in the names. They reflect an innumerable images in our mind and they identify certain traits and characteristics that we put with the name. The names of people, groups, or nations, they're all connected to the past through histories. We use these names to connect ourselves with others. The sports world and the music industry have created icons that need no further explanation than names such as one word, Kobe, Michael, Shaq. Most everyone here already are thinking, or Shakira, or Adele, or Taylor. But I came tonight to talk about another name that needs very little explanation. To a lost world that has never heard it before, they just need to be introduced to the name because once they identify that there is a name given to the baby, there is power in the name. I came tonight to declare that there is one far greater than the greatest ball player or greatest in the music industry. He is the greatest of all time. Others may be recognized by a few generations, but there is a name that is recognized among kings, for he is the king of kings, and his name is Jesus. He is the real reason for the season. You can call him Wonderful Counselor. You can call him the Mighty God. You can call him the Everlasting Father. You can call him Friend. You can call him Son. You can call him Holy Ghost. You can call him Prince of Peace. But I'm going to tell you what invokes the power. It is when you speak the name of Jesus. And he is recognizable anywhere in the world by only one name. You don't go to have to go into deep, deep explanation. If you look at somebody and ask them, do you know Jesus? It's either an affirmative or I've never heard of him. Because it is a name above all names. It is the name of Jesus. When you say Jesus, you have spoken every 
every imaginable uh, explanation of who the character of Jesus actually is. When Isaiah wrote about him, he didn't have clarity of the finite, uh, of the infinite name of Jesus. So he started using all sorts of explanations of who he is. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But he was talking about one whose name had not yet been revealed. As I told you this morning, if you were in the room, Isaiah prophesied that he was coming. For he said, unto us a child is born. When the angel of the Lord comes and begins to speak, he said, for unto us a child shall be born. All over again, the last thing we heard of him was that he's coming for us. The first thing we hear after 400 years of silence is he's coming for us. But the difference is 400 years earlier when the prophet Isaiah spoke about him, he talked all around the idea of his name but did not recognize and understand his name. It was the angel of God from heaven, Gabriel, that came and declared, his name shall be called Jesus. Listen, I don't care how many people that you hear pray, if they don't speak the name of Jesus, their prayer is just bouncing off the wall. You can pray in my name, their name, pray to whomever you want to pray to, but until you open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, there is a power that unlocks every attribute that is connected to his name. For he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. But when you say Jesus, you get every attribute of his name. Somebody said, why do you make such a big deal about the name? I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe we ought to pray in the name. We ought to baptize in the name. We ought to worship the name. We ought to sing about the name. Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is salvation in no other. Because the only way to salvation is through the name of Jesus. I got to finish and they got to close this thing out with a song tonight. But I want to tell you, whatever you need in this room tonight, it's in the name. If you walked in this room tonight under the load, burdened down, under, the, under guilt and shame, carrying sin, if you walked in with sickness and infirmity in your body and you need healing, there's healing in the name. There's salvation in the name. There's deliverance in the name. There's peace in the name. There's counsel in the name. Come on, somebody. I came today to tell you that the one that is named Jesus is in this house tonight, and he's here for you. I invite you to stand with me all over the room. When you speak the name of Jesus, you've spoken. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God the almighty creator of the universe, God himself. He wasn't part of God. He was God. Why else did the writer write of him before he ever came and said, for unto us a child 
is born, a son is given, the government will be up on his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. But he went on and he said his name is the mighty God, not part of God, he is the mighty God. And then he said it is the everlasting Father. That stumps some people, but it's just real easy. There is only one name, and the name is Jesus. He is the Savior of the world, and He's here for you tonight. He's here to lift your burden. He's here to carry your load. I don't have to guess who you're talking about when you speak of Jesus. If you don't know Him tonight, and you don't know how to pray, you don't even know... We've been asked to worship, and some may say, what does that mean? Some may say, let's pray, and others may say, I don't really know how to pray. I'm going to tell you, it's just this easy. Everything you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All you've got to do is speak the name of Jesus. From your heart, if you open your mind and open your spirit and open your life, we often say, lift your hands. Why? Just to show a sign of surrender. It's the universal sign of surrender. And I just say, Jesus, here I am. I don't really have eloquent words to speak, but Jesus, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to another. I want to talk to you. Listen, you're not just speaking to a baby in a manger that we came to celebrate his birth, but he's not the baby in the manger. He's the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He's the King eternal. He's the one on the throne, high and lifted up, and his train fills all the temple. That's our God. That's our King. That's what they've been saying all night. This is who he is, and he's here. But what I got you to understand tonight is more than just learning a little lesson about the name of Jesus. Is I want you to know he's available. He's available, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but who is in all points tempted like as we are, yet found without sin. Let me help you understand what, what the scripture is telling us. Whatever your need is, he is available. He is on location, and He is there. If you're burdened under a load tonight, I just invite you. You don't have to walk to the front. You can if you want. As a matter of fact, I'll make an invitation. If you'd like to walk to the front of the room, that's perfectly fine. But right where you are, you can just lift up your hand and say, Here I am, surrendering to you, Jesus. I give you my all. I give you my heart. I give you my broken pieces. I give you my shattered dreams. I give you everything that I have. I hold nothing back. Maybe you'd like to join these that are walking to the front. That's all right. Just whatever you feel to do tonight. No pressure on anybody in the room. Maybe you want to walk to the front. That's good. You can do it right where you are. He's available to you. He's available to you. That's what I came to tell you tonight. This Jesus, he is available. I didn't come to preach about anything else, but just tell you, Jesus, he's available. That Jesus is here for you tonight. All you got to do is just, just talk to him. Just call him by his name tonight. But when you call on that name, troubles vanish. Hearts are mended. The presence of God shows up. He's here in the house tonight. This is wonderful. This is beautiful. There's still room. If you'd like to join here tonight, there's room. Member and guest alike, there's room for you. Jesus. Just for a few minutes, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and we're reaching to him right now. Oh.